is the time that we all been waiting on. The moment all the naysayers been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up. But not the boys on Kirby, so you can pack it up. Reliant Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city. Alright guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am Young Ari Gold, I have my co-host John Wade, the Garnet Texan, here with me, and John, uh, it was just a, uh, a rough week, rough game, <laughs> beginning of the game was rough. It was just like the... End of the game was like hope. I mean... It was a typical Texans game, except well, we had offense. Yeah, I mean, that score would have been offense, defense at the same seven. time. That would that'd be something. I mean, well, we don't have a defense anymore. Yeah, I mean, what what can you even say? Like at the same time, it's you're absolutely devastated because of JJ. You're absolutely devastated because of Merck. I mean, words. I literally sat on my stomach, or sat you on sat the couch, on your stomach, sat on my stomach. It felt <laughs> like I did. I mean, I was sick to my stomach. I mean, it's JJ. And he was bawling. And then they called an ambulance. And I texted you, and it's like, that's they're doing an ACL check, but that can't be an ACL because they called an ambulance. He couldn't put any pressure on it either. Yeah. And and fuck NBC for all that shit that they were doing. I hate that they showed him as often as they did. Of course I've they never, were. I've I mean, never seen that much coverage on an injury ever in my life. Yeah, but it's JJ. That just, uh, that's kind of just it how was, it goes. I know ratings. I get it, but it was. I mean, he's he's the most popular player on the team. No, but I get it. Maybe not for long. Well, for right now. And you have that, and I think it took me to the third quarter to get past that, which is about the time that our offense woke up, and Deshaun Watson kind of figured out the Chiefs where they weren't going to let them have any of the short or the medium-range throws and just to air it out and run up their gut. So we have that where an offense can make changes on the fly. They adapted to the game plan, and Watson is something special. The one play where he should have been strip sacked and he switches the ball from one hand to the next. Like, that's just awareness. And do you want to apologize again about the arm strength thing? I, I just, I, you, I'm just wondering you know. if you want to for the arm strength thing. That's it. I'm not asking for anything else. <laughs> I mean, that. Because <laughs> that throw to pull fuller? Oh, man. You, there's no words for it. And yeah, I, again, I, like I, I've apologized. This will be the last I'll, time I bring it up. I probably I'll probably continue to apologize. I loved everything else about Watson, so. But I did say that he. I could only give him a second round grade because of the arm strength and. Yeah. And damn, I'm dumb. <laughs> That's just how one. I feel. I think it was Mortensen that tweeted out. It's like somebody's going to lose their job, for passing on Watson, and I believe are. it. I absolutely I mean, a lot believe of teams it. Are. And. He just. The thing that most amazed me about him, though, is he was able to adapt. Either one game he runs, one game he's doing accurate passing. This time, we were that was an offense straight out of the Arizona Cardinals. That's old Steelers running up the gut, just inside runs, and then deep passes. Yep. And, you know... It was it was that was fun to watch. And I texted you and I told you it was going to take some drives for him to get comfortable. Yeah. Um. It, it's a defense that he hasn't seen. There's a lot of talent on that defense and the secondary and linebackers. Just, they have it everywhere. They have a I great mean, pass we just, rush. We need to keep that in mind. And it no longer was a fair litmus test because our defense was built around our ability to rush the passer with three elite pass rushers. Yeah. We don't even have. We have two secondary pass rushers or second tier pass rushers and then three elite. Reader for an inside nose tackle is actually very good at putting uh, pressure on the passer. It's also his second year. He's going to get yeah. better. And McKinley uh, is also very good for an inside linebacker. McKinney. McKinney. Somebody told me that they are tired of you saying McKinley every time you talk oh, about Bernard. McKinnick. McKinney. McK- you don't just have to deal with me. Ooh, Sorry. Okay. I can't talk. McKinney. 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 Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, McKinney. It's just it's just me not being able to talk, but I mean he's one of the best inside linebackers for rushing the passer. Yep. But oh, they said it last night. He's he's probably the best. Right. And he but probably is. Just the expectations of those from those positions. You cannot rely on them to do it consistently. They right. do it in spurts. So now what do we do? Because everybody other than that is there to stop the run. I mean. 
most teams, both both sides of both defensive ends can kind of switch off on who rushes. Yep. We just have essentially two run stoppers at defensive end without Watt now. So do we put Clowney back at end? He's gonna have to, I would think. Well, but then I don't know. It's I mean, so we brought in Lamar Houston for a visit. They're obviously either they're not thinking Brendan Scarlett can fill Merck's role or. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's one of those where I think that it's more of a, a veteran type move. Um, I think that if it's right for Houston, they will go for him. Um, and we can get into some of the other players too that they could potentially get into. But I guess before we get into that, let's get into the game a little bit. Some of the goods, the bads, the uglies. Obviously, we started off cold mm-hmm. on offense and defense. Um, the the third down well, <laughs> plays were just. If you got rid of third downs, we were fine. Yeah, actually, if you got rid of third downs, we probably would have dominated the entire game. We finally made Kareem Hunt look like a rookie. Still got 100 yards. Yeah, but I mean, he only got like three points something a yeah. carry. Yeah, yeah. Considering uh, I think he came in 5.2. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was some good on the defense. Yeah. Just, but every single time, third down, roll to his right, and they would convert. Every single time, roll to his right. They would convert. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And some of those throws, some of the throws were well defended. I mean, there's not much you can do. There was a couple. There was a couple though where I, you are right. I do think that they could have played more physical. Um, and we've kind of had this discussion. Discuss, this discussion. I really can't talk today. Yeah, I, I think I'm just. I don't know. Between the Astros yesterday and now today. Well, the Astros won today, so you should be able to talk. They did. Which, that's the best close, news. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but yesterday was just brutal. It was brutal. Um, and I think, you know, to be honest, with the injuries, I, and <laughs> everybody's going to kill me, but I, I think Merciless's injury is going to impact us more than Watts. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately. McKinney played nah, Merciless. Wow. What is up with me today? Man. Merciless plays more of a traditional 3-4 outside linebacker. He can cover. He is versatile. And then he is just an absolute pro when when it comes to rushing the passer. Clowney is probably a better run stopper and a better pass rusher, but he's not a better pure outside linebacker. Right. And And we've been saying that for... Yeah, we've been saying that. Yeah, and we're going to feel it. Losing Merciless is going to suck. I mean, just look at last year. We were able to overcome Watt because Merciless stepped up and Clowney stepped up. Yep. But to lose both of them, it's just... And the fact that we're not going to be able to... I don't know if we'll be able to see a season now with all three of them. I mean, coming into the season, we kept saying this will be the year where we finally get to see Clowney and Merck and um, Watt together, but we may not have the opportunity to see that again. Um, We should get next year. Maybe. But no matter what next year, the reports coming out so far is it's kind of a best-case scenario on the fracture for yep. what? no torn ligaments. But still, that's three, isn't it, uh, it's eight weeks where you can't put any any weight on that leg. Is that correct? That's what I read? So there's some, some of y'all out on Reddit who are just absolutely phenomenal at this, and y'all can correct me on that, but he's going to lose strength because of it. And then it's just the whole mental thing. He's now had two years where his body's just been absolutely torn up. He was already playing with a broken finger. Last year, of course, everything with his back. The year before that, towards the end of the year, when his just entire growing and midsection got destroyed. Growing area. Yeah. I mean, JJ, bless him, and he's not he i don't i just he can't be jj anymore he's going to be something completely different if he comes back i think there's a way for him to be close to it and i think a lot of what's been going on with his body is the fact that his frame is so heavy that he may have to pull like a michael strahan where he comes back next year loses 25 to 30 pounds in the in his in his torso and his upper body and then just comes in and outworks everybody i think that's the only way that we can see potentially jj being able to get back to 75 percent of what jj has been in the past 
but I don't see and I don't see him coming back the way he is built now, being able to withstand a season. I just I don't see it. I mean, JJ, he is superhuman. He was actually playing fine. Everybody's always oh yeah, he was gets caught fine. up. He was Everybody get a sack. That's the only yeah. reason people are saying that. Everybody gets caught up on that, but he was he was playing fine. You could tell his impact in every single game, and. I I just don't know. I just I mean he's we were we were absolutely blessed to watch him play the way that he did. Like there's no other word for it. You don't get to see players like that. JJ was more than probably just a once in a general generational type player and talent personality. Like that really was lightning in the bottle. And this is the cruelest trick the football gods can play on us is we're losing two prime years of his career. Even if he comes back, even if he comes back close to what he was, we've gotten robbed of we've gotten robbed of that, and that's just it's just shit. To do tell you, you the truth, do you think there's a chance that I mean, because he he mentioned retirement last year when he was going through all that. He mentioned in his article in the Players Tribune that he that he had thoughts of it. Well, he's talked over and over. Is he? And wants he's also to, said multiple times, "I don't know how much longer I'm going to play." He said that before his injury, even on six ten, uh, with with um, Mad Radio in the morning. Right, and that's something that we all kind of blew out of proportion. Agreed. I'm just saying. He was just saying he doesn't. He doesn't want to. He's not going to say it. He doesn't want to grind himself into nothing. That that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he doesn't. This this is playing into that situation. No, I, he I, he's going to come back and he's going to play. It's just what type of player is he going to be? There's. Would you be surprised if he retired? Yes, actually, I would because he doesn't. He didn't get to where he was by to leave on that note. I, he's going to want to leave on a better ending than that. I'm not saying he will, but I just think his life and his perspective on life has changed a little bit since we last knew J.J. for who he was. When J.J. was the best defensive player in the league, he was only football. It was J.J. and football. That was it. Now his life's changed a little bit. He's got a girlfriend, a serious girlfriend, somebody that he's with who... Is, yeah, she got in the ambulance. She got in the ambulance with him. Um, and when, I mean, as men, you know, we can all attest to when that moment happens in your life, no matter what you're doing, things tend to change. Things become more important than what you're doing. Um, and I'm not saying he is going to, but I do I do think that there's going to be a lot going on in his mind. And I don't know. I, I, I think it, it's, it's going to be something he's going to... I do think it's something he'll think about at least. Um, I think the best thing that can happen for him is our offense goes out there and plays lights out and gets better every week. And he knows when he comes back that he could potentially expect 41 snap games like they did against the Titans uh, to where he's not having to play so many snaps and be on the field as long as he has in the past. I think that will help him. Um, But I think, I think there's a, there's a chance that he'll at least think about it. Yeah. But I think that's an excellent point. He's got something to build on. Right. Which is different. I think that if Deshaun, Continues to show this, whatever he's doing. Right. I mean, it's just kind of magic what he's doing. Correct. No, if it he, really is literally magic. <laughs> if he continues, if he continues to show that, if our offense continues to show growth, where they're going to score points consistently, I think that alone will motivate Watt because he'll he'll want to go on a run. If he looks at us and it looks like you know they can push, they can be a Super Bowl contender. I think that that'll definitely push him to be back and, and it'll push him to get through his rehab. I mean, dude, apologize to the city for breaking his leg. Yeah, I, I know. No, I, I know, mean, he, he wants to come back. He wants to win. If he comes back and he's looking at a rebuild, if everything falls apart, if it turns out Deshaun isn't as good as we think he is. It's impossible at this point. I mean then maybe he'll retire. So I give him all about the same level of possibility. I guess uh, when do the Texans start to think, and this is just, I'm just trying to look at it from every scenario. So for you people out there think that I'm trolling, I'm not. I'm really just trying to look at it from every scenario possible. But, you know, I come from, you know, I'm a diehard Laker fan. You know, we, we set back our franchise 
you know, extending Kobe the way that we did when he was on the decline, and it impacted us quite a bit. Do you think that there's, I mean, look, Kobe also didn't raise $37 million for the city of Houston. You know, he hasn't been, you know, what JJ has been to the city, but I just wonder if there's, you know, internal conversations, you know, at the end of the season, you know, if they see that he's not getting back to form and back to where he was. You know. And do what? Like you You're can't just trade trying him. to make me say it. And you can't trade him. No. But I mean, right now, save. you'd have to cut him. You could save quite a bit. And, I mean, honestly. I mean, you could trade him. Don't say you I can't. Think, you can. Well, you won't be able to get anything for him. You can get a seventh round pick for JJ. You can get a sixth round pick for JJ. You could probably even get a fifth round pick for JJ. So, I But mean, I don't think they're trading JJ. So that's not yeah. happening. The potential of what you get from JJ. Even if it's a slim chance, is a much higher, is safer than going after a seventh round and thinking you can turn that into something solid. However, I think that, I, I honestly do believe, because JJ knows that he's going to make money after football, that if it came down to it, and with him... I think he'd retire. I think he'd either retire, I think he'd restructure his deal. He'd find a way to stay. I think he'd, I think he, if we were going to compete... Yeah. He would find a way to make it work. I agree. Whereas, if we're not going to compete, I think that he's out. Do you – I heard something pretty interesting today. You know, if if J.J. comes back and is nowhere near and he shows that he can't stay healthy and that these, lingering, these, these injuries end up being lingering, do you think that the Texans could cut J.J. Watt? No. <laughs> you don't think they could? No. Would you want them to? If it was the right decision to make... If it was best for the football team, would you want him to do it? If it was straight out the right decision to make... If it was a football decision only. Yeah, because J.J. would know. I think that they would come to some sort of agreement. They would let him save face. Now, do you think they would do it? They would let him save face. I don't think they would do it no matter what. I, I don't think no matter how J.J. is next year... Even oh, they're gonna they're gonna give him every chance to succeed or fail, which is fine. I think you des- I think he deserves a season right. of that, but I don't think the Texans have the balls to cut JJ, even if he was. And I, I honestly, I was, think that's a little bit of a non-issue. He's more self-aware. He's so, he's self-aware enough to know that if that was something that was even beginning to discuss, right. he would walk away. Well, I guess my point to that is the fact that if you look at Cushing. He's still there. And yes, he's not on the roster, so it doesn't make sense. Cushing doesn't have a life after football. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is the tough decisions that have to be made football-wise don't seem like they can be made at NRG, is what I'm saying. Ask Andre Johnson that. Ask Arian Foster that. Uh, but those two were both on the... I mean, they they were on literally the decline. Like, there was nothing you could do at that point. Foster... And so Arian was... Arian's totally different. That dude was literally hurt every season at that point. That's different. Two seasons in a row, but they're not. They weren't getting paid the money that that JJ was. They're I not. Mean, they're not. Arian at that point was like, wasn't that only like five so million why, a year? So why wouldn't you have kept him on if he's only he's making that much less? Because there's no point. You could use that money somewhere else. That's, but that wasn't a fan base. That wasn't like a JJ. That wasn't. Not, we, Andre was not a JJ. At the point Nobody, in his career, well, you're he, both of them are at least on par with a cushion. No, 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 agreed, agreed. But what I'm saying so, is, we haven't let Cushion go because I still think that there's something there with Cushion. I think that after he, gets, I, I think, I, I think after boys. this, I think after the suspension's over, he's gone. You think we'll cut him this year? Yeah, I don't. They've already proved, or somebody, I think it was Texans Cap, already wrote up. They saved more money by waiting for him to finish his suspension and cut him than cutting him before. Right? No, no, it's true. But and you don't need him anymore. Dylan Cole, yeah. Zach Cunningham, Bernard, and McKinney, that's why you're pretty much set. And that's why I think they'll cut him. I, I because of what the play on the field. And I, I There's only been will. one play since he's been out where I thought legitimately it would have been nice to have Cushing, and that was that Jeremy Hill over the over the pile first down oh, yeah. jump. Cushing would have stopped that. That's yeah. the only play. He would at least made it interesting. He, he, it. he always had that sense. He was very good about that. But that's the only play so far since he's been out that I've been like, you know, it would be nice to have Cushing there. I just don't think they'll cut him. I don't think they will. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, back to the game. Um, 
the offense, it took time. It took, I think it was about three to four series. I think it was that fifth series where we uh, scored the touchdown with DeAndre. That's when things started to look a little bit better. The run game started to work. I'm glad Foreman fumbled. I know that sounds <laughs> stupid, but he looked that next run. Yeah. He was mad and he wanted to prove something. Um, obviously, I'm not really glad that he fumbled, but it just showed him that he needed some motivation inside. And he looked great again. And Lamar Miller looks fine. Lamar Miller looks fine. <laughs> all of a For sudden, all the shit we gave him. All of a sudden, he looks like a pretty talented guy. He does. I mean, somebody made a great point, though, last week. The reason that Lamar is getting more snaps is he is the better run, pass protector. And he's, he's and that's I think he definite. may be the best in the league. Yeah. Did you see? I mean, I started to pay more attention to it the past couple yeah. of weeks. The shots that he puts on. Oh, they're big. He, he's just... It's like a fullback. Yeah. And then he'll go out and he'll catch the ball. Yep. So maybe I owe the man a little bit of an apology. Eh, maybe. Let's wait. Let's give it a little bit. I think that we're in our backfield's in great hands, though. I do, too. Um, it's a great one-two punch. Yeah. Did Blue what, even get a carry? I don't think so. I don't think so, either. And once Foreman gets it all put together mentally... He's our number one back. He's going to be He's gonna be something else. He's our number one back once yeah. he gets it together. Right now, Miller just brings more pass blocking, and he seems to know... He seems to know where to be on the field for the little dumb bobs. Yep. And just some of those shit. seems to know, too. Foreman God, he seems a, to know. Like, everybody talked about his hands coming in, and he hasn't dropped one pass, mm-hmm. and he's caught everything and made plays after. He's looked fine. Foreman just looks amazing with the ball in his hand. Our Give offense, him a little bit of space. Our offense in general just looks fun. It just yeah. looks fun. And again, I, I owe an apology to Will Fuller, who looks like... A perennial. All he does pro is, all he does is score he touchdowns. Just touchdowns now. So I'm sorry, Will Fuller. I was wrong. I didn't like you last year. I like you this year. You just needed a quarterback like everybody else. It's crazy what a quarterback will do. And you know, I think when CJ Fedorowitz comes back, I think I think our offense is going to be clicking. Yeah, I think it's going to look really well. I'm really excited for Fedorowitz to come back. As much as Ryan Griffin has been. Good. I know CJ is our main run blocking tight end, but last year he showed a lot with his hands as a receiving tight end. And, and I, everybody all of a sudden can catch the ball now with Watson throwing. Well, that's kind of weird. How did that happen? I don't know. It has to be the ball. You know? So maybe they changed brands. Maybe they put maybe stick on Wilson. it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you see the way that Watson... DeAndre's catching everything. Yeah. DeAndre the, literally looks like DeAndre of old. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, it, looked, was just, it was just a slump. A small slump. Yep. And for all those people now he's getting, on DeAndre. Yeah, now he's getting fed again and now he's happy. Yeah. And I mean he's the first look and the best quality I will say about Watson is he's just that right amount of aggressiveness. He's not so aggressive that he's a crazy gunslinger like Farb. But he's just a notch down. He's like literally a notch down. You know, he seems to be a. It's not like he's not all fuck it. This is I'm gonna make it happen. He's more like fuck it. This is going to happen. He's smart too. Yeah, he's, he's super smart. He's rookie of the year. I think he showed even more. His his main competitor was Kareem Hunt. Yeah. I don't think there's any. I I mean yes, there's an argument for both. And if Kansas City continues to go on the run that they're on right now, it's gonna be very hard to take that away from Kareem Hunt, but Deshaun's definitely right If we there. can put together any sort of run in the second half of the season, then Deshaun gets it. Well, based on our schedule, we should be able to. Yeah, it gets easier. It's, this this was the hardest part of our schedule. We've got the Seahawks, and after that, it just opens up. Yeah, I'll and actually pull it up right now. Um, so we go, after this, we go Cleveland, which everybody's saying is a guaranteed win, guys. That is not that does not happen in the NFL. No, that, there's no guaranteed wins. Don't put that jinx on everybody on the Texans, especially after what we went through last night. No, nothing kidding. is guaranteed. So we go to Cleveland, or I mean, Cleveland comes here. Then we go on a bye. Then we go to Seattle. Then we come home for yep. Then we come home for the Colts. Then we go to Los Angeles for the Rams, which if anybody is looking to go to the Rams game, no bullshit. The tickets are $28. I'm literally thinking about using my points and going. So if you're looking to go to the Rams game, $28. Um, Then we're back at home for the Cardinals. 
at Baltimore, at Tennessee, at home for the Niners, at Jacksonville, at home for the Steelers, at Colts. So the scariest two teams are the Seahawks and the Rams. Yeah. Joe Flacco is nothing to worry about. Joe Flacco is literally nothing to worry about. I think Big Ben has lost whatever competitive desire that he had. He should have retired. He would have done the Steelers a favor. I think that all those rumors were just that fire. They have to have that fire in the NFL. Yeah, especially in that position. And as soon as you lose it and try and go through the motions, it all falls apart. And it's noticed in the locker room. So, yeah, so maybe we and, – and Seattle is always tough in Seattle. Yeah. Okay. And they're starting to, start to look – Yeah, if I had to rank the games in difficulty, Seattle's at the top. Yeah, it'd be Seattle, Los Angeles. I still – Jags? The ja- yeah, well. I don't know. If we can come out quick against the Jags, the Jags cannot play from behind. If they get ahead – they're going to steamroll you, but they cannot play from behind. No, because then they're forcing Bortles to throw. So I think 10 and 6 is legitimate. Yeah, we should be able to make and a playoff again. Pl- I think we could win the AFC South. I don't know. I don't think Tennessee's as good as people thought they were coming into these. They year. definitely are not. So uh, this is. Only thing I can Tennessee, is comes and fucks everything up for everybody. Yeah. Tennessee, the Colts, and the Raiders. If I was Bill O'Brien, I would point to those three teams and be like, this is why I needed an extension. As look what happens when they lose their quarterback. He never had a quarterback until now. That's actually fair. You should be his agent. That's exactly what you those should Those three do. teams. You should build be. a PowerPoint <laughs> with just that statement and walk into Rick Smith's office and say, here you go. Look at who you have in your stupid division. <laughs> you guys are all talking shit about me. No kidding. They lose their quarterbacks and their teams completely fall apart. They go from supposedly being division winning teams. Yep. The Titans went from supposedly having the number four most talented roster in the NFL. They lose their quarterback. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I guess they're tanking this year. Yeah, the run game just disappears. I mean, Bill O'Brien did it without a quarterback. For three years. So maybe we've all been maybe just a tiny bit too hard on him. As look what happens to these teams once they lose their quarterback. Did you happen to see that? Uh, you know how we do a hype trailer every week? Yeah. Did you see the hype trailer this week? No. It was a 30 for 30, you don't know Jack. And it was about Jack, obviously. Bill O'Brien's son. Um, I forgot what, what his illness is. But um, anyways, there's an underlying message in that. And I, you know, I talked to the guy that created the video and... I saw it, and it was basically that we didn't know jack about Bill O'Brien as a head coach until week three. And all this judging that we've done up to this point and given him shit for, we're starting to see exactly what Bill O'Brien is as a head coach offensively. He's exactly as advertised. He's an offensive guru and a quarterback whisperer. And if you look at his career with us, that's exactly what he is. Maybe not offensively, you haven't seen it, but you've seen the quarterback whisper. Well, he has. We have to give him more credit. I we mean, do. we really do. He kept us alive through all won't. that, all that dog shit. They won't. He kept They're us go alive. They're going to go back to punting to Tyreek Hill and going, not going forward on fourth and one against the Patriots, and all these decisions that are coming back that are making people just talk shit about Bill. But I think he's a hell of a coach. Yeah, and every one of those things that you mentioned, they are fair criticisms. They are fair. And people make mistakes. Nobody's going to bat a thousand. That's but right. to get. Just ask Andy Reid. Yeah. I mean, to get where we've been. And this year's a perfect example because you just look around, look at what happens when anybody else loses their quarterback. Yeah. And look at what we've done now that he's found one. Now, granted, we've only won two games with Watson. But we're a completely different team. And it's it's just it's something else to watch. And again, the way that they were able to just completely even change what they were trying to do on offense from the beginning of the game till the end. Granted, they ran the same running play, I don't know, about 20 times. In but a it row, worked. But it worked every time. <laughs> it worked so well that Kansas City noticed it and used it on that touchdown. Yeah. So yeah, it's um 
You know, it's funny, John. Like, if I was to tell you that coming into this homestand, we went two and one, would you believe me prior to the Tennessee game? No. I would have thought one and two was probably our best case scenario. Well, but we knew the Chiefs, we knew who they were when we saw them on the schedule. They've been this fringe team for quite some time. Yeah. They figured it out. Well, and somebody made yeah, somebody made Alex Smith mad. Well, and it's amazing. And yeah, it's and he's amazing that he wants to play still. Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about Watson. To have a little bit of that not give a fuck. Well, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he probably wants to play next year. Yeah. And he knows he's not going to be able to with the Chiefs. So he's putting out tape to let everybody know, hey, if you need a franchise quarterback, forget the bullshit you saw in San Francisco. This is what you're getting. Yeah. Because he's, they're going Mahomes next year. Isn't he a free agent this year? This yes. This is last year, right? It is. So Granted, if he keeps playing like this, how do you let him walk? We're gonna end up in that situation. Andy reads like that. Yeah. Andy well, they're like gonna. That. You, he I don't loves know. young quarterbacks. We're they're gonna end up in that situation where they had uh, the Packers had Favre. And that's Mahomes. not a bad situation to be in. Or Favre and Mahomes. Good there lord. There we bro. go, dude. I yeah, I got yeah, no sleep last night. You need night. to study more. <laughs> um. Anyway, so if, yeah, if I told you that you went two and one at home, I, everybody would have been like, "No way!" But we did. We're or we will. We could. We should go two and one. Uh, anything can happen on Sunday, but going two and one, going into the bye, what three and three? We would have all taken that every day of the Who, week. And after the Jacksonville game, would you have thought that was even possible? No, we had written off the season. I, I we both did. Yeah, we thought it was done. We we said that the expectations have changed. Now we get to see what we have in our quarterback. Our defense is still going to be good. Now that's even changed <laughs> to our defense. May not be good to where our offense is what carries us. Like, how many times can you say the defense has lost you a game in the yeah. last three years? And we can say it twice this year. Right. I so, mean, it's just, it's something else. Like Our offense is great. Well, this is what, I don't, I don't want to say great. No, it's great. I, I want to still kind of, I still want to whisper. I'm not whispering anymore. You I can't do that. I don't want to shout, oh, I don't want to shout too loud yet. Because I'm afraid that it's we're, that it's going to go away. It's not going to go away. He's just going to have the same He's stuff gonna, that he had his first quarter yesterday. Yeah. He's just going to have bumps. He's going to have to figure it out. He's going to have to see what the defense is throwing at him, and he'll figure it out. He looks like he figures it out every no, time. No, you're right. You're right. But he Man, is a he is a rookie. But he threw five TDs back to back, or he had five TDs back to back. Yeah, you can't do. You can't just. That can't go linear. That, you can't just keep doing that. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's like, on pace for 42 TDs and over 4,000 yards. I'm just throwing that out there. Not even joking. I know. <laughs> that, that's a legitimate, like, he's on pace for 42 TDs and 4,000 oh yards. Like, along with 500 yards rushing as a rookie. He's going to have a bad game. Absolutely he is. And it's probably going to be against, I'm not going to say Seattle because Bill O'Brien's usually pretty good coming out of the buys. Uh, maybe it'll be Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore has a good defense. Baltimore has a very good defense. And we're playing in Baltimore. Uh, I think our defense is good enough to keep their offense He never really away. played in the cold, so maybe. Maybe that's it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. But he hasn't shown it against the top tier teams. He just had a slow start yesterday. Had he had begun the game that he yesterday the way he did Against the Tennessee Titans, this would have been a whole different game. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I like that him and Bob went for it all the way to the end. Yeah. Because had Steven Anderson caught that touchdown, made that a touchdown instead of a uh, catch on the one-yard line, there would be 23 seconds left and a chance for an onside. Yeah. So for everybody talking shit and saying that's garbage time, that actually wasn't garbage time. No. That, there was a chance that if they did it, they got it back. Anything can happen. The very last play was garbage time. Yes, they were time, playing but pre-bent, but whatever. Whatever. I mean, it... They still put the ball where it needed to be. I don't care what you say. I mean, the Chiefs are still professionals. They didn't want to get embarrassed by it. and They, they gave up on the two-point conversion. They have, a, they have but, good safeties. Yeah. They have great corners. Terrence Mitchell looks like a great corner. Yeah. I don't know where the hell he came from. Off our practice squad. What? We had him. Really? Yeah. Terrence Mitchell. We kept uh, Charles James over him last year. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was on the Cowboys before well, He that. looks like a pretty solid corner. Yeah, we let him walk. That's okay. 
I mean, for Happy Socks. We all love Happy Socks, but... I would rather have Terrence Mitchell now. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back at it. Okay, John. On Reddit, I posted a thread. That they're asking questions. They called you the guru. They want... No, they didn't. I was just trying to build you up. They didn't say anything about you at all, actually. But we've talked about this. I've put my voice out there. What is wrong with our secondary? Right now, we just don't have a playmaker in our secondary. We knew that coming in to the season. Are you including safeties, or are you just talking corners? I'm talking the entire secondary. Okay. Um, safeties and corners. Hal has shown flashes. Um, Gilchrist has shown a little bit. Granted, his best play last night was killing Kelsey. Um, I really don't like Kelsey. Um, I, just something I, I about him. Total tool. Just, just something about him. And not tool like Gronk tool, because Gronk is a fun kind of tool. Yeah. This dude's a total douche. Like he's a tryhard. He tries he way too hard. He wants to be looked grow. at. He's one of those guys that, like, if you went to Home Depot and you were getting paint and you're talking about, like, hey, I'm gonna paint my daughter's room, and then the guy next to you's like, oh, well, how can I top that? Oh, I'm actually gonna build a home this weekend. That's how I'm gonna do it. So everybody looks at you. That's Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's a bitch. But we need. We don't have that athletic corner that we can actually put on an island and play man. I don't think that our corners, I don't think Joseph or any of the no-names off the street, Banks, uh, Burley, whatever, have enough substance to them to actually play physical how you want them to. I think that's why I think that's why they brought in DeCloud or DeCoud, Tristan DeCoud. Okay. Um, he's very physical. Yeah. I think that's his hope next year is he'll be the corner that's physical, but he's still he's still learning. And We've just kind of, I feel like we've painted ourselves into a corner. We got guys that are going to play solid, that are going to maintain their zone and let Watt, Merciless, and Clowney go get sacks. And that's not going to happen anymore. So our secondary is not built to be the aggressive side of the ball. That was supposed to be our defensive line. Right. They were supposed to be there to kind of keep everything cleaned up. And now we're in a position where that's not going to work. Because they're going to get nickeled and dimed to death because we're not going to be able to get to the quarterback quick enough anymore. I agree in a sense. I think that the games that we're talking about are corners not being good is the Patriots game because we're talking about a lot of blown coverages in that area. And then this game, I think, are the two games where everybody's looking at and saying we have an issue with our corners. Because we didn't really have an issue with our corners in Jacksonville. We didn't in Cincinnati, and we didn't in Tennessee. Mariota just scrambled for the two touchdowns. So I think what you're seeing is, first of all, the Patriots, these receivers know how to run routes better than probably anybody in the league. And they're also coached by the best coach in the league who can dissect an offense in a way based on what the defense is doing. I don't know if anybody saw like the telestrator that Bill Belichick did. That, I mean, that right there, that one play. It's absolutely just, ridiculous. That one play was just enough. So when we talk about blown coverages, no, it wasn't necessarily a blown, a blown coverage. It was a miscommunication. That's all it was. And it happened. So when then when we talk about the Kansas City game, I think the corners are just not fast enough to keep up with the personnel of the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is built on speed at every single position. Everywhere. Their defense is built on speed besides Justin Houston and Derek Johnson. Their offense is built on speed. Cream hunts fast, but he's not like Chandrick West, Spencer Ware, um, Chris Conley, Tyreek Hill. Kelsey's pretty fast for a tight end. They're all fast. We don't have a fast secondary. We just don't. Jonathan Banks is fast, but he's still getting acclimated to the defense, and it's going to take time. And then when you talk about a secondary that has to cover even longer – for a full game when they haven't had to this entire time. I I think that it's just, I think that New, Kansas City and New England just matched up better against our corners. And I think most teams will like when we go next week, I don't think we're going to have corner issues. I think when we go to Seattle, I don't think we're going to have corner issues. They don't have the wide receivers necessary to beat our corners. So I don't think we'll have necessary corner issues. Like everybody's saying that we do. I just think it's the matchups that happen. 
That's just me, though. I do think that we could play physical off the line and, and that Tyreek Hill play. I would have preferred for Jonathan Joseph to play him on the line of scrimmage, knock him off his route the first five yards, and put either who's uh, Marcus Gilchrist over the top. And, you know, you'd probably take away that, that play that happened. But it is what it is. Jonathan Joseph's not going to keep up with Tyreek Hill by himself. No. There's and- not one corner in the league that on a streak route is going to stick with Tyreek Hill the entire time. It's not going to happen. You're right, and part of the problem, though, with playing Tyreek Hill physical, though, is he's built like a running back. Correct. So, I there's not an answer. It's just, I yeah. think it, I think it purely is matchup. That's just me. Though. I could be totally wrong. I'm not. I'm not Bill Belichick. I don't know. Yeah, I. That, that's what it looks like to me. I think you're right in a lot of regards. The more accurate quarterbacks that can kind of carve us up. I, one thing about the Patriots is they know our defense better than we know our defense. Right. I mean. Grinnell and Rayback, they all came from that same that same philosophy that is still used in New England. So they know how to attack it, and you got to give McDaniels all the credit in the world for looking at two cornerbacks having a discussion and realizing what they are talking about. That's how some – like, Bill Belichick brought up a great point about being able to look at it and dissect it, but they also know how they communicate and how they teach their guys. So that's part of the reason that the Patriots were able to get us. And you're right. The Chiefs are just absolutely phenomenal at scouting players. They are go out and find these guys that you just you don't even know where they come from. So we just we didn't have the speed in our secondary to keep up. Yeah. And Alex Smith is again playing like a man possessed. He's the MVP of the league. If he played right like now? He, yeah. I well, yeah. Right now, he if is, you hand, he's the MVP. But if he was even playing like he was last year, wouldn't those plays wouldn't have happened. No. He's playing with a little bit more fearlessness and a little bit more aggressiveness. The Tyreek Hill play, uh, several of the third downs, would have either been real quick, short throws, or Alex Smith would have just ran the ball out of bounds for a short gain. Those plays do not happen. Right. No, I agree 100%. And I think it's just a little different for for what happened and um, we'll just have to continue and see. So we just seem to give the corner some time. I mean, I, I hate to say give him time, but we just need to kind of figure it out and kind of settle down just a little bit. It, matchups play a big part in how corners play. And we just don't match up well against Kansas city right now. And maybe in the playoffs, it's a little different, but right now we don't. And you know, when we get Kevin Johnson back and, and things like that, it's, it, it could be different. Well, this is also where we kind of get to see all the hype about Brable. Everybody's been talking him up like he is the next great head coach. The whole reason he got this promotion was to keep him around so he didn't run off somewhere be- become a head coach. And so now we get to see it. Because now you take away your stars, you take away your weapons. How do you adjust the defense? Again, we painted ourselves into a corner. We painted – it's that same thing with our defensive line. Like we got a whole bunch of run stoppers because we were relying on – Essentially, five players. Yeah. Three otherworldly, two that are better than better than average, to get pressure. Now you take away two of the otherworldly. Now we've got two players that are playing positions that are not premium pass rushing positions. And Clowney. Clowney, we know what he can do. There's games that he's gonna. There's still gonna continue to be games that he's gonna absolutely change on his hand on his own. He's gonna be an absolute wrecking ball. No doubt about that, but he won't be able to do it by himself. And how do you adjust the defense to help him out? I'm sorry. Um, I just read a thing about how the Dolphins implemented a new rule that players are not allowed to kneel no matter what, and that if they want to kneel, then they are not allowed to join the field with the team. I didn't expect to see anything like that. We, we've kind of avoided all that this entire time just because I've not wanted to go down that political route. But when I just read that, that kind of made me think. But I don't want to piss off half my listeners, so I'm not going to get into it. But, um, yeah, Vrabel, you know, I think Vrabel's one of those Bill O'Brien guy things, just like Brian Cushing, just like, uh, God, I already forgot his name. Um, who was our offensive coordinator last year? You forgot his name too, Godsey. Okay, I didn't know who you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, so, what? <laughs> you know, everybody. 
I think the one flaw I've always kind of had with Bill O'Brien is the fact that he is very loyal to his guys. And we'll find out if this is the right decision uh, with Vrabel as DC. Uh, obviously, either Rack didn't want to be DC and kind of wanted to do something else, or they did it to be able to keep Vrabel. And I'm assuming that's likely why. But I think they did it to keep both. Vr- to keep Brable and because Bill O'Brien wanted to take over the offense. Right. I think it was one of those that's like, it's too much to be a head coach and an offensive coordinator. So the idea was maybe you could split some of the offensive, or not offensive, some of the head coach responsibilities with Rack. I mean, I really don't know the hierarchy, but I think that's how they it sounded in their heads. We need to give Brable some more time, but I'm tired of saying we need to give more time because – this team was built on defense and all we've said for the last what five years wait till you guys get a quarterback wait till you guys get a quarterback well now it's gonna be now wait till you guys get a defense wait till you guys wait till you healthy yeah because <laughs> And so oh I God. don't I don't want to wait for that. And and I we you know, still have a shit ton of talent. We do, but we don't have top tier talent anymore. We're we're no longer. If you were to take our defensive talent on our team, I would almost guarantee we wouldn't be a top five, maybe not even top ten team. Yeah, defensive rankings. But like, I'm no, saying, no, I'm I mean saying player overall, wise. I, I, no, I mean player wise. Yeah, if you were to go I'm based saying, on, I'm saying the entire roster. Yeah, defensive roster. We would not just defense, defense and offense. Oh no, no, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking the entire team. We still have a whole bunch of talent. Yeah, as a team, yes. As a defense, I don't think so. Right. So. And for all those people that were talking and 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 didn't even want to put it out there, but some people that did put it out there, that AJ Bouye loss is look looking like a big loss for us. For everybody that thought Kevin Johnson, who's been hurt every season, he's been here. Was going to step in and replace A.J. Bouye. It was just... A, it it's was not going to happen. I mean, it was a hope. It was a hope. I, no, there were people that thought... Like, people have hyped up Kevin Johnson to a point to where, coming into the season, they really did think that he could step in and be A.J. Bouye or better. Yeah, he was drafted... They think that they've seen so much from him, but I haven't seen enough from him to he say... He was drafted yes. out of Peters. I know. I, I mean... There, there was, was a couple others, too. Kevin Johnson has the talent... He's, his frame scares me. That was the knock on him. He was too li- First off, we thought he was going to be too little to tackle. Well, he is too little to tackle, but it hasn't stopped him from tackling, and hence why he keeps getting hurt. He has a lot of talent. He has the talent to be a very good shutdown corner. You think he could be a shutdown corner? I think he could be a very good, well, a very good corner. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't okay. say shutdown okay. corner, but a very good man corner. Sure. He may be one of those people that needs to take a leap out of Deion Sanders' playbook and start making business decisions because he can't hold up, which is something that we will all roast him for and we will be pissed off at him for. But that just may be his reality because he can't go five games without getting hurt. And... Some of it may be bad luck. You know when you every player, every wide receiver that has broken their foot, it always they come back, they hurt it again. Every single one of them. So okay, but now his knee. And what was it before that? It was something else. Was it his shoulder? Uh, yeah, some upper body. I mean, it's just worrisome to me because if he can't stay healthy, well then you literally have old old J Joe who I still think is a, a, a top 15 corner in the league. J.J. is still one of the smartest corners he in the is. league. He is. He's very tactical. He's just, he's no longer. He's a technician. Yeah, he's no longer the physical. It's the fundamental skills he's good at and he hones in on. Kareem Jackson is boomer a below bu- <laughs> average slot corner, in he my is, opinion. He's a boomer bust player. He's a great hit tackler, great hitter. You know, if there was one corner on our team that I didn't want to catch a ball coming across the middle knowing that was right there to pop me i would not want to be hit by kareem jackson but and he's great at supporting the run he is he's great he's great not at block a, shedding he's, he's all of it bad at coverage he gets lost in coverage sometimes and, and that's why they have him in slot yeah because they can't have him on the outside so he'll put together but he'll put together but a couple the, games just like that patriots game yeah 
Was it, it was it the Patriots the game? Bengals game. Bengals game. He was the best player on that the field. Be, that was his best game as a Texan. Um, but he'll put together and he'll put together a streak of games where right. he looks solid. Right. And if we can, if it's at the right time. But we're just we're going to be a completely different defense, and at at this point, Brable is going to have to adjust it. He's going to have to play more aggressively. He's going to have to play more physical. He's going to have to rely on more exotic blitz games than we were throwing at him. He liked to blitz more than Rack. Rack didn't like to blitz at all. So it is going to be interesting going forward. And again, this is where if this guy really is the next great coach, where he earns it. And if not. Pull Rack out of the damn booth and get him back to, to coach him. I don't... I, don't. I, I feel like Rack should... Eh, never mind. I think the buy comes at the right time. Right. Unfortunately. You know, with everything that's going on, it sucks that... It really does suck that we lost JJ and Merck on the same drive. Right? Yeah. Same, yeah. Same drive. Within two plays of each other, yeah. I think. It was um, ridiculous. The fact that that happened, it blows. And guys, I feel your pain. John feels your pain. I honestly don't know what to say. Uh, you know, you're not going to replace the production from either one of those players. Just understand, there is nobody coming in here and replacing the production that both those players had. But we have to move on and we have to make the season the best that we can. And honestly, we have a lot of good things to root about. Let's focus on those right now and keep it moving. So hey, I remember the offseason where we were all arguing if we had a similar offense to our defense. And the, essentially the roles had flipped yeah. from last year. If we had this otherworldly offense and the worst defense in the league. Might get a taste of that this year. We might. Well, I don't know if we'll be the worst in the league. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be the worst. I, I mean, I guess technically, yeah, that's possible. I mean. It's possible. I mean, I just don't see enough pressure being produced on the quarterback. Yeah. I just don't see it happening. But there's a lot of options out there right now. And I guess we, we can kind of go into that. So how do you replace Merciless and Watt? What are some actual potential possibilities to do so? I'll throw one out there. Then I'll let you go. I would trade. Trade. I would trade. Trade. It's just, I, it's contagious. It's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> I would trade Dwayne Brown to Seattle, which I said I did not expect a team to be able to do so, for Sheldon Richardson. They got a, they gave up a fifth-round pick for Sheldon Richardson. He's on the last year of his contract. I would tr- trade Dwayne Brown, if hopefully he would agree to do it, and they sign him to whatever it is that he's looking for. And we can add Sheldon Richardson to our defensive line. He's a 3-4 defensive end. He fits our team. And he's on the last year of his rookie deal. I think that's what I would do. I mean, that's great if it was Madden. I would love to do that. It's not Madden, though. What do you mean Madden? You wouldn't have to do it. If Dwayne Brown wants to go, what are they giving up? They don't need more. They don't need extra defensive linemen in Seattle. That's what they do well. Yeah, but why would they do the trade? Because they need a freaking tackle. They they're they have the worst offensive line in the league. Yeah. I just I don't see them doing that doesn't it. Look it's like, one of the, it's to me, one it doesn't those, that doesn't sound like a Madden trade to me when there's needs on well, both sides. But that maybe that's crazy. you don't I, you never see trades this late in the year. No, you don't. But there's they talks can't of get it. it. So they can't get them acclimated to the system fast enough to make it worthwhile. Who? Either team because they got to drop them in. They got to learn a whole new defense, learn a whole new offense. But he's not fitting in, in Seattle. Is my point. Right. I think that it's easier for the defensive player to come over here and learn. Yep. Then it would be for Dwayne Brown to go up there and and all of a sudden have chemistry. And Dwayne Brown didn't even practice with Watson. That's the concern. So, is he that's in football why. shape? Even? Like, if I was Seattle, I I would love to have Dwayne Brown if I was Seattle, but I would try to get him for less because they again gave up pretty much nothing for Richardson. That's what and I'm saying. And if at some point it does click, then they're going to be better off. I just I don't see him doing it. Oh, I don't I, see him I, doing it. I, I'm I would, saying that's what I would do. If I was Rick Smith, that's what I would do. I mean, he might be trying. I mean, I just... I don't want... I, the I, nature of the or NFL... Or Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Those I are mean, the only two. The nature of the NFL, like, I would love either one of those moves. I, if Rick Smith pulled off either one of those moves, I would be I would be extremely happy. I'd be like, that's, that's my GM. I'd forgive Rick Smith for a lot of the dumb shit that he does. But I just... 
it doesn't happen. I wish it did. I think we're going to see some trades. I think we've started I, to see some trades. We're starting already. to. It's starting to creep, but it's not there yet. I think in about five years, we'll start to see more in, in season trades, but right now, we're just not there yet. Maybe after the next collective bargaining. I think it'll be I just inter- don't see why a team would want Dwayne Brown at this point. He hasn't practiced. We don't know what kind of shape he's in. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense for a team to trade for Dwayne Brown, but if the reports are accurate that Seattle's trying to get Dwayne Brown, they're trying to get him for next to nothing. Then, if that's the case, that's that. Those that's are the what, only two players yeah. I would do it. For. And that's what Seattle's GM always does: is he tries Absolutely. to get people for next to nothing. He's so, Bill Belichick. I mean, what would you do, <sighs> Dwight Freeney? I would bring in uh, both Freeney and Houston. Um, they're both workouts. outside linebackers. They're both outside linebackers, and they can both rush the passer. Pa- <laughs> what is with us tonight? They can both ru- rush the pass, sir. <laughs> this is going to be the worst podcast ever. You know... I honestly don't even want to put I, it out now. I don't know what's going on with us tonight. I think the Sunday night games, man, that's what I'm going to blame it on. But I think you bring in those veterans, you can get them both in here relatively cheap. They know what their one job is. We can replace... To an extent, again, it's not the same as McKinney, but... We do have players like Scarlett that can set the edge. Um, what's the other guy? Can, can, I'm not even going to try and pronounce Malu, his name. Malu. Yeah, I'm not even trying to pronounce his name tonight. What about Jamel President? He's on our practice squad. Maybe. He might get a shot. But I would try the veterans first to kind of see. And if either one of them worked out, then great. Again, it's just got to be... It's just got to be enough that... Opposing teams can't get away with triple teaming Clowney. Clowney is going to have to, he's going to have to go to work against double teams. He's going to have to beat double teams. He's proven that he can, but we just need somebody that prevents them from trying to throw triple teams at him. If I was Vrabel, Clowney would be my JJ of two years ago. Yeah. I would move him, mismatches. I would put him everywhere on the field wherever his best play can happen. Just like he should never be covering somebody in the fucking flat ever again. I just don't get it. I don't get that. That's that. See, that's what I'm saying. It's that little shit right there that pisses me off about Vrabel. That pisses me off. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, I understand the why. I understand the why because if Clowney is able to do it, he's fast. That's why. Well, if he's able to do it, it makes the defense more unpredictable. Correct. Um, If you don't know that Clowney's coming every time, it makes him a little bit harder because if you commit two or three people to him and he's in coverage, then those are two or three people that are doing nothing, essentially. Oh, right. So I understand the whys. But still. But why bother? I would rather not have that master of disguise and just put him on mismatches throughout. Yeah, just let him... He should be playing like JJ. Right. That's exactly how we should be moving forward. Put him on the weakest side. Put him on the... Put him wherever. Put him back at defensive end. Put his hand in the dirt. Yep. No more covering. Nope. Just go get the quarterback. Get the running back. Get back to what he was doing a good chunk of last year. Towards the end of last year, he did go back to outside linebacker, but there was a good stretch where he was playing defensive end. Yeah. And just leave him there. I know he doesn't like it because he's too little. Yeah. He says he's not heavy enough because he gets... Well, he's technically not. I mean... He's not, but that's why... Three, four defensive ends are like anywhere from 280 to 300 pounds typically. Yeah. And so he's, he's like 250, 270. He's about 265, 270. Yeah. He's about 15 pounds too light for it. He's more of a 4'3 end. Yeah. Which is essentially an outside linebacker that doesn't cover. Correct. But just let him get back to putting his hand in the dirt and, and going at it. Yeah. And I'd bring he's in Franey. I yeah, told you that before. I like I, 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 I think he's perfect. I think he I think he brings a veteran leadership that you probably need now. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, veteran wise, all you truly have now is J. Joe. Well, we're br- we got to bring two people in. So. Well, you're gonna have to bring a defensive end in, yeah. unless you're unless you're literally gonna put unless you are gonna put Clowney at defensive end. Yeah, we've got to, we have to bring somebody else in, even if we put Clowney at defensive end. You have to bring one more in at least, so he doesn't get you know beat beat the hell up. But, but then there's no depth outside of that. So you're right. They probably yeah. bring in two outside linebackers. I'd bring in Freeney and, and Houston. I like Freeney, though. I think he could help Clowney out a lot. And I, honestly, if you think about the veteran leadership on this team right now, you have J. Joe. Yeah. 
That's really all you have. I mean, Kareem, I guess. We're already like the fourth or fifth youngest team roster. So, yeah, we're just going to get a little bit younger and bring in one of those two guys. What about Mario Williams? I mean, it's been thrown out there. I'm just asking. I'm not saying I would do it. Could Three, I, four, though. Defensive he, end. I mean, they got him dirt, dirt cheap in Miami last year. Oh, he'd be a league minimum this year. Yeah. I mean, if he can still play, like, at least work him out. That's kind of my opinion on it is work the three guys out, whichever one you think you could get something out of, give him a try, and then bring up one of the All kids. All the reports with Mario have been effort from what I've read in Buffalo and Miami. But then I think, like, back to if they – if it's a shit locker room with a cancerous environment, play – I mean, look at Ndamukong Sue. I mean, there's just – he doesn't give it his all every play. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of players that in that environment don't do it. We talked about it kind of when people well, were Buffalo talking about was, it. Buffalo was horrible. And Miami was horrible. And Miami under, was probably even worse. Joe Philbin. Yeah. He was god-awful. So, I mean, work him out. See. I think we do have enough personalities right now that would keep him in line. And, I mean, it's <laughs> the team's about to become Clowney and Watson's. Like, we're going to go through a transition where now the team is – we began last year, and now we have now we have Watson. And so the team is going to start to look to them. And don't forget B-Mac. My boy B-Mac gets disrespected by everybody around the entire league. <laughs> well, I can't say his name right, so. So just say B-Mac. That way you, don't have, that way you eliminate the entire – I can say his first name, Benardrick, which – Oh, that's be a lot. extremely strange that you can say that, not McKinney. So, whatever. You need to go back know. to English. Didn't you go to South Carolina? Yeah, well. Okay. Well, a little bit of a list you need to ask for a refund. Um, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I think uh, I think BMAC's a part of that trio. Yeah. Uh, BMAC's definitely an up-and-coming. I mean, he's only, isn't he only like 23 or 24? Like, he's definitely, he's the he's future. He's young. He, no, he's young. Like, and, he's and, really young. And he's that he's good. good. Yeah, we'll talk about Young and Good, both Cunningham and Cole. That's what I'm saying. But I think BMAC will be a better player than both of them, long term. Different know, sort of player. I, I think know, Cunningham, I don't know. Our boy Cunningham looks so good. Different sort of players. And I, I think that they, I, they're all three, like the three of them just Case work Keenum. together. Like why on earth are we even talking about bringing Kush back? Now. Oh my God, they're playing Duck Duck Goose as a celebration. That's amazing. By the way, Case Keenum was inserted as the starter because Sam Bradford couldn't get the offense going, and Sam Bradford just threw a touchdown pass, and they decided to play Tuck Tuck Goose in the middle of the end zone. That was amazing. We all love Case here in Houston, so this is a this is a great sight. Can't wait to see what happens when Teddy Bridgewater gets added back to the mix, and now there's three quarterbacks. Uh, anyways, yeah, it, there's. I don't know what else we can truly do as far as bringing people in. It, I think Freeney, Mario, and and um, and and Lamar Houston are probably our best bets um, for the people that want us to trade for a player. The only trading piece that we have uh, is Dwayne Brown, and I don't know if that's a piece anybody wants. Uh, other than that, we can't give up a third, we can't give up a fourth, we can't give up a fifth, sixth, or seventh next year. I think. I mean, unless gonna... they unless they're thinking, hey, we're going to get a compensatory pick. I mean, we're getting a third round pick for AJ Bouye. That's hands down happening. Uh, so unless they're thinking, okay, we're going to trade a third now because we're getting one back and we need it now, then maybe, but I just don't see him. We're just not that team. We don't do that. Anytime it's, it's really truly a next man up situation. That's just how Bill O'Brien approaches it. And hopefully Covington can step up. I'll tell you right now, our run defense is actually going to be better. There's not going to be whiffed inside, outside runs. Uh, if you see like JJ, he always he over pursues a lot on the run game, misses tackles um, at times. And I think Covington will help. I think Joel Heath will help. And uh, it's going to be more pressure on, on DJ Reader now. So I, I, we're not going to replace him with one guy. And Bill O'Brien said it best today at his press conference. We can't replace either one of them with one guy. It's going to be a team effort. And. Hopefully, Vrabel can get his head out of his ass and, and start calling the right plays and get Clowney out of coverage. Um, and if he could just honestly do that, I'd be okay with him. If that's the one thing he does, if he could just put him back at defensive end, I think I'd be okay. 
Or, if I'm being I mean, honest. let him pretend to be a defensive end. That's fine, whatever. Else. You know, just Either way. put his hand in there. So, yeah. Um, John, what do you what do you expect for the Browns game? If we don't beat the Browns, <laughs> the Browns are in such disarray right now. They had to pull Kaiser for Hogan again. I like Kevin Hogan. I've always liked Kevin Hogan. I wanted us to take him last year. Really? Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Well, we should beat the Browns. We should beat the Browns. And we should be 3-3 three and three going into the bye at the perfect time. When we come out of the bye, hopefully Kevin Johnson is back. CJ Fedorowicz, I think, will be back the following week. Yeah, it's the following week. Yeah. And Dwayne Brown will be reporting or not reporting. Or, or does it even matter? Or, or dying. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, fuck that guy. And, uh, yeah. Oh, one thing I did want to say before we get out of here. If you guys have Instagram, follow Bernardrick McKinney. Yeah. This dude's stories and videos of messing with players, by far, he's by far the most entertaining person to follow on Instagram. He's amazing. Um, yeah, John, anything else? I don't think I have anything else. It, it was a sad game, uh, but a lot of positives. I don't want us to get down. I think we can do what we need to do and still win the division. Well, if you haven't watched the uh, the hype video of Deshaun Watson, the uh, oh. birth of the king... Or if you have not seen Barry and Fostate's uh, Houston Houdini Deshaun Watson video that he did 15 minutes of breaking down Deshaun Watson's last two games prior to the Chiefs game, take 15 minutes out of your life and dedicate it to that because that video is absolutely stunning. Barry does an amazing job uh, on all his breakdowns, and uh, we're working on actually getting him on the show. So... Yeah, he's fantastic. The Houston yeah. Houdini. Either one of those videos, they will take a little bit of the edge off this past week. I mean, we have hole, a franchise quarterback. Yeah, holes in our heart for there. There's holes in my heart for what? Like it, it just aches. But hey, we do have some things to look forward to, and watch those videos. Try it. Stay positive. Football's supposed to be fun. Things happen. At this point in time, you, know, you just kind of got to roll with it. This is, as a Houston fan, you know this is what happens of any sport. This is just Houston sports. We get hit in the mouth. But the one thing we do is we get up, and that's just kind of how it is. So, um, all right, John, we're going to wrap up. If you guys are not following us at TXNS underscore unfiltered on Instagram or Twitter, please go do so. You can find us on Stitcher. Google Play Store, SoundCloud, iTunes as well. Please leave a review on iTunes. Ask us any questions. Uh, hopefully we got to all your questions on the um, subreddit that you guys uh, wanted us to cover. I'm pretty sure we did. And, uh, yeah, that, that's about it. We'll see you guys next week, hopefully after a W over the Browns. I'm Young Ari Gold, signing off for Texans Unfiltered. We still got it done, man. Now it's our time to shine. It's our time to keep it 100. So we're going to go out here and show them how trill we are, baby. So you better get out the way because we coming for it. It's all for one and it's one for all. Let's go. One and one for all, one for all. We'll tell you that. We'll fight the stand and we stand tall.